0: Welcome to the Sneak Peek Podcast, where we take a look at sneaker culture here in Aotearoa. I'm your host, Nick Duff, and joining me today, he's a comedian, he's a journalist, and he's been collecting sneakers since way back. You may know him from Jono and Ben, or New Zealand Today. Please welcome Mr. Guy Williams.
1: Kia ora, and just can we specify that um, I'm not legally a comedian, I'm just um, a guy who tries to be funny, and I'm not technically a journalist, I'm a volunteer journalist no one's actually ever paid me for my journalism.
0: All right, glad we got those quick disclaimers so we don't have any lawsuits coming up.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I don't want, there's a lot of people out there coming for my ass saying, guy, you're, you're, you're telling people you're a comedian but we come to your shows and they're never funny and there's no jokes. And I go, well, not one place, check my posters, check all my propaganda, not on any of my advertisements do I ever claim to be a comedian and you will never be able to sue me, dad. <laughs> so if you're not a comedian then what are you why do people come to your shows I'm just like a mediocre white man who has too much self-confidence to be honest Um, people in small town New Zealand are excited by people who have been on TV before and I um, don't know if you know this but I actually won a round of family feud um, New Zealand Um, uh, so I'm I'm, I'm a pretty big I'm a pretty big pretty big deal damn I should have put that in the intro yeah man
0: all right so uh here to talk all things sneakers uh so guy growing up you played basketball is that kind of where you kind of started to like sneakers you were like looking at basketball sneakers and then is that kind of where it all started for you
1: oh absolutely i thought that was the only type of sneakers there were like aren't all doesn't all sneaker culture come from basketball i guess um i guess it started there with jordan's right and then moved into like running shoes yeah i guess yeah It's weird, the guys who are into, like, Air Maxes, though, and stuff like that, and running shoes, never look like runners, though, do they? (laughs) Like, you know, like, Eminem is not going to run a marathon and some Air Maxes anytime soon. Um, But, yeah, I was a huge basketball nerd, obsessed with Slam magazine. Um, And, yeah, just sneaker culture is just, like, ingrained in you from a young age, if you're into basketball, because it's, like, such a big thing. And I feel sad now, because... Maybe it's like pop culture leaves you behind. I feel like sneaker culture has left me behind now because there's very few like modern sneakers, like whether they be KD's or um, Paul George shoes or whatever, LeBron's that I really like. Like the latest LeBron's. There's been a few LeBron's that I've liked, but like the latest LeBron's, the Space Jam ones are just so, so hideous. I can't imagine. My theory now is that modern shoes are aimed at young children. Like if you go into a Locker or something, like all the shoes are like brightly candy coloured, like a like something a kid would be I enjoy bright yeah. sneakers, but these are like multicolor, um, bloody, you know, like they look like they're gonna give you like some sort of panic attack. And um I can't I can't deal with like modern modern basketball shoes, I think.
0: So if you don't know them if you don't know the modern ones, what were you what are you kind of what were you playing in back in the day then?
1: Um oh I it's a difficult one because the shoes, you know, I fantasized about that. Why did I say fantasize? It's a weird thing to say. I loved like classic Jordans. So yeah. like three, four, fives. Because I grew up, I don't even know where I saw those. I guess just like looking at Michael Jordan posters on the wall or something like that. But of course, I was at that point, Jordans had gone. It was like num- up to number 17 kind of thing. So I enjoyed like, when I was a kid, I still enjoyed those like 16s, 17s, 18s shoes that most people um hated and I owned some 16s which is still like close to my heart because it's my childhood and I own some 18s and they were like freaky sneakers man they were like bizarre back in the days where the shoe like didn't breathe at all because everything was covered yeah, but they yeah, were so comfy yeah. and I um I remember those 18s um fondly probably negatively affected my on-court performance <laughs> but I just thought they were the coolest thing no one else in New Zealand did but I thought they were cool
0: Oh, that's awesome. And so what I've found from your collection, you still have quite, like, a lot of these old Jordans. I think I've seen you wear black cement Jordan 3s, win like ninety two Elevens, Aqua 8s. Is there anything else, like, kind of crazy that you've kind of had for a few years that you've just got to keep stored away that you don't like to... Man, that
1: is impressive how you remembered my sneakers like that. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I've kind of... 3s were my ultimate. You, there's so few sneakers out there. This is why I'm kind of like... I kind of said this to you before, like I'm going a little bit off sneaker culture just because now in the age of the internet, it's so easy to clock sneakers, you know? Like you're fa- if you've got a favorite sneaker, say you're like waiting for like a, like a gray on gray Jordan 11, I can't remember what that's called or a, Congress, or a Space yeah. Jam or a um, whatever it be, a bread. It, it just comes out like every three years. So you can just buy it and like, yeah, it's expensive or you've got to go into like a consignment store or something like that. But like, kind of, there's no real art to sneaker collecting anymore. I used to love. You're down in Christchurch, right? Yeah. I used to love going down to Christchurch, and there was this weird store like in town. It's probably gone now, called Sports Direct. And you'd go into the store, and they'd somehow have like Adidas Cove two, you know, like the slipper shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd have Iversons. There'd be such a range, and it would be like a a kid in a candy store, just discovering all these things. Whereas now, if your dream is to own some black and blue um jordan ones you can buy those instantly in any size as you wish or you can just wait until they'll get released again and camp outside a store you know like it's like kind of the magic of sneaker collecting i think has gone a little bit gone are the days we can go down to like front runner or sterling sports and nelson and just stumble into some jordan fives because everyone thought they were dated you know
0: do you not think that maybe there's like knowing what sneakers you actually kind of want the ones that held the significance, like the the OG Jordans, the breads, the original colorways, Concords, things like that. Do you not think there's still a bit of an art and a bit of knowledge in that?
1: No, not at all. You just go onto eBay or um, what's the name of the site you just gone to? What, what's the name of like the big sneaker, fo- one of those big stores in America and they just have every shoe. Uh, stock like, the, the only, yeah, stock The only thing that's holding you back really is just money. Like you can't, like, I want some back to the future shoes, but they're like $50,000. So I can't afford those. But oh, well, it's better for my life that I don't have those in my life and I'm worried about dirtying up my sneakers anyway. You know, like, it's like, I, I do think sneaker collecting is a little bit dead. And I like, I like, there's people doing exciting stuff all the time. They're, you know, I quite enjoy people. There's a guy from New Zealand who does customization. So I'm kind of fascinated and follow him on Instagram. But like, generally, like, there's no real kind of, excitement or thrill to it anymore and i mean this is a good thing and a bad thing it's great because you can wear the sneakers you want but it's bad because um just basically money determines how good you are at sneaker collecting i guess it always did i don't know what halcyon days i'm referring to but um yeah
0: As, yeah that's interesting because you i still think there's like a little bit of an art of knowing kind of what to look for more than that i guess say if you're looking for someone like myself, I've been in sneaker culture for the last five years or so because I'm young. I just wasn't around, you know, the early 2000s, the 90s. But like going back and trying to get those sneakers, like a bunch of like pair of dunks from 2002 or something or like a 1988 Air Force One or just something like that. It was like knowing those sneakers and trying to go back and where to find those. Because older sneakers are still quite hard to find on those sites.
1: Okay, well, I guess... I don't want to ruin your fun if you're enjoying it then stick to it but I'm just like most shoes that are popular will get re-released you know like black and red Jordan 1 mids will come back you know any year now when Jordan needs it you know like I've been around long enough now that I've seen the um, Jordan 11 Concord release like four times like I owned it when it was re-released I think the retro maybe the first time and like 2003 or something like that yeah i bought one off trade me for like two sizes too big that i could never wear in a game because i'd trip over and yeah. then since then they just get re-release re-release occasionally they'll change a little detail which will make it like not as desirable like they'll um they'll make the jordan logo gold or some bullshit but generally you know they're not too hard to find what is your um what is your grail that you're looking for that you can't find anywhere
0: uh if i was something grail grail well my favorite sneaker of all time would be a white cement Jordan Four so yeah, looking, that's nice. so yeah they, they re-release every while they haven't been released since 2016 I don't have a pair um they are pretty gettable but like a grail for me would be like an original 89 pair you know the the yeah. original original ones that would kind of be that would be my grail
1: so what horrified me was when I went into like a cool hipster sneaker store in Sydney and I saw and I learned for the first time that the shoes degrade like duh obviously but I was like they're made out of plastic and rubber and um you know they're like it should last forever, I thought. Because, you know, we hear about plastics like being in the sea. Somehow um, Jordans are made out of worse material than bloody Coke (laughs) bottles because there's no Jordans floating around the sea. That'd be nice if they just washed it. That'd that'd bring sneaker collecting back if Jordans were just washing up on the beach. But um, in the store, I saw this person had some OG fours or fives or something, and the soul was just crumbled. And they've rotted or whatever had happened to them too much in the sun. And the fact you have to like air condition your sneaker room now just makes me, you know, just realize that you, you, you can't just like invest in a pair of $500 or $700 like grails from the internet and have them forever because it's, it's like something you cherish. It's like they will just fall apart if you don't wear them kind of thing. It's kind of sad
0: yeah there are videos you can find videos everywhere of sneakers like falling apart shoes that haven't been worn and have you seen i think there's a video going around a couple months ago and it was a pair of fours he never worn them and he just ran his finger over it over the sole have you seen that no he ran his finger over the sole and it just completely ripped it apart it was all crumbled and he just like and it just destroyed them so it's yeah fun fact actually if you wear your sneakers more they're less likely to do that so we're gonna let uh got to take a quick break now and uh, this next segment coming up is called Keeping It Local where each week I speak to a local sneaker store around New Zealand. This week we're in the deep south of Dunedin at Pavement. Check it out. Pavement skate store opened in 2009 and was originally named Quest up until a rebrand in 2017. Owner Craig Strong says he wants the store to be an inclusive place where anyone can shop.
2: As far as the in-store experience goes... We want people to just feel comfortable, not feel uh, like, I don't know, they're getting a hard sell or that they're not cool enough. Uh, We definitely want the in-store experience to be one of feeling welcome and feeling included.
0: He says they get plenty of people each day asking about the elusive Nike SB Dunk.
2: So yeah, we do have a lot of people come in wanting dunks. Um, we no longer put them on our website because it crashes the website. So many people try and buy them from overseas or around the country. Uh, we end up having to have raffles, whereby if your name gets drawn from the raffle, you have the opportunity to buy the shoe. And that's pretty much common practice for any SB dunk stockists throughout the world.
0: One of the most hyped SB collabs of last year were the Grateful Dead Dunks, which Pavement were lucky enough to release.
2: Yeah, that was a, that one was bananas. Um, with that release, we did an overnight lineup. So we said, okay, with the shoes getting released at 10 a.m. when we open on this date, and because of the hype around it, the resale value, the scarcity, people lined up, um, camped out in front of the store overnight to try and get them.
0: Since that chaotic release, they have instituted a loyalty account system for hyped SB Dunk releases. When someone purchases a product from the store, they are given a loyalty account that generates discounts for every purchase and also allows them to enter raffles for sneaker releases, such as the Civilist Dunk collab or the recent Gundam Dunks. Craig says it's a way for the store to say thank you to its customers.
2: Um, it's just, a, yeah, like I say, a sign of thanks. Like we're scratching each other's backs. If we don't do it that way, then we have perhaps hundreds of people coming in who have no association with the store, um, who may never have even been here before, um, who aren't part of what we're doing. They're just coming in specifically to get this dunk to wear or to resell or whatever, um, so, it kind of simplifies it a little bit for us, and it also um, stokes out our local customers.
0: So, if you're a collector of SBs, keep your eyes peeled for any new releases coming out of pavement. Big thank you to the folks down at pavement for spinning yarn with me. Uh, Guy, throughout your time on John and Ben in New Zealand today, uh, you're a big fan of sneakers with a suit. And I'm not sure if you've seen, but one of your good friends, Sonny Bill Williams, over in Australia, he's been doing that quite a lot on Stan
1: Sports. Are you going to kind of take credit for influencing him at all? Uh, definitely not. I love Sonny and it guts me when um, people think uh, I hate him or like, yeah. I, Sonny, if you're listening, come please come back and be my friend because I genuinely, not even a joke. It sounds like I'm doing a joke. I genuinely like Sonny Bill Williams so much. He's been so good to me that I feel bad if he doesn't like me or sick of my shit. Um, sneakers with a suit was a bit of a mistake, I think. It's
0: quite a treat at the moment. You see it quite a lot, people wearing like, you see Haley Holtz on the news doing it, you know, just like white sneakers with some dress pants.
1: Yeah, okay, okay, okay. W- Woman's fashion is a bit different, but if you're going, it's been around for a while, especially much sneaker heads, like especially for a wedding, you wear some Concord 11s right um, to kind of match tuxedo and like if it's sneaker culture is such a big thing but now that I'm not so into sneaker culture I think now I would like to wear I wear sneakers in um, uh, on New Zealand today because it's comfortable I have to walk for like 12 hours a day so um, uh, I just couldn't wear dress shoes because I'm still not at that level but like if I had a proper job um, where I didn't have to walk as much I would, um, I would probably try and wear like some nice, I've gotten more into like proper shoes now. I like, you know, like lokes or barkers or something like that, but they're very expensive. So I can't afford many yet, you know? So maybe that's the next trend. Maybe it's like fine um, European leather shoes with suits. Maybe I can kick off that trend.
0: Yeah, just really suited out. A bit of Bar- Barney stints in there. Yeah, yeah. So when you are doing stand-up gigs and things like that, or as you say, just being a mediocre white man on stage, are you worrying about what you wear at all? Were you back in the day when you first started? Yeah, no, I'm,
1: I don't have a look. Like, it's really weird. Like, on Jono and Ben, we were literally sponsored by Hellenstein, so we had to wear suits. And then New Zealand today, it makes sense to wear a suit because I'm a journalist or a volunteer journalist. But um, on stage now, I, like, I really have this real identity crisis. As I was mentioning, I've seen photos of, like, you know like older people like when you're over 30 wearing a hoodie and some dad jeans and some yeezys just doesn't yeah you've got to i've got to develop a more adult look but i don't know what that is like do i wear shirts and i don't know i'm I'm, I'm, sorry if you've got any ideas i'm in a crisis of confidence (laughs) i don't know how to dress because of my glasses i'm kind of leaning towards like kind of like preppy but um I'm, mate you've really you've really exposed the weakness i'm struggling here but if anyone has any fashion tips or how i should dress hit me up because i literally out of ideas
0: uh, and just one of the last few questions just um in your opinion what is the greatest sneaker of all time irrespective of price hype anything just your favorite sneaker ever existed
1: yeah well my heart's just saying jordan 11 concords and sorry for being an asshole but like I've bought into the hype since I was a kid. The annoying thing about the Jordan Eleven Concords is that Jordan barely wore those. Like I think he came back to the so Space Jam, obviously, yeah. And then he came back to the NBA and like played like a season I think that went badly, and then maybe a little bit into the next season, and then he was on to the next shoe. So there's kind of not the same history behind them. So I've always loved the Jordan Eleven Concord, like a basic person, and also the classic colorways of the Jordan Three. And I think the Jordan Three, like the Concord, you can't wear with much. Like it really is an on-court shoe, or you're super styly or you're trying to match it with a tuxedo at your wedding because you're, you're an idiot. But um, sorry to all the sneaker fans out there who have definitely done that. But um, uh, the Jordan Three is more of a casual sneaker, so I'm kind of um, I'm kind of more into that. I think.
0: Uh, that's all the time we
1: have for this week. Thank you again to Guy Williams for being guest this week's podcast. Thank you. Anyway, I really appreciate being on and. Um, I've always loved sneakers. I still go on sneaker websites. I just advise people not to spend too much money on it because I genuinely think this shit is ruining people's lives.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks, Guy. And we will catch you guys next week on the Sneak Peek Podcast.